game begin. Hey, Dagum Nerds fans, welcome to episode 75. That's right, 75. We have made it three quarters of the way to 100. I can do math. My name is Zach. And I'm Kevin. And in this episode, we talk about trailers and then some more trailers and then a few more trailers, a few animated series that Zach thinks I should get involved with. And some I probably will, so who knows. And we talk about Kevin, a little bit of Kevin's streaming service dilemma. Not too much, but just a little, just a little pinch of salt of my streaming service dilemma. Well, just like the first version of a trailer, we're not gonna tease you anymore. Let's get started right now. All right, let's talk about trailer number one, Moon Knight. Uh, Numero uno Moon Knight. That just got released. So. I yes. mean, I'm assuming you've watched it, Kevin, or this is going to be a very short conversation. I have watched it, <laughs> and I've done a little bit of research, not a ton. Okay, well, that's um, more than me, because one thing yeah. that I'm excited about is Marvel shows in general are moving into territory that I know little to nothing about. Like, sure. I know nothing about Moon Knight. Um, so what I know about Moon Knight, the series and the character, is that this one's only six episodes, so it's a shorter one. Okay. Um, Moon Knight is designed around Egyptian mythology. So something I even know even less about. Um, So he's an Egyptian mythology character, if hopefully I'm not misspeaking. And the original writers, the reason why his costume is white is because he wants his enemies to see him coming. Like he's brutal in that way. Yeah. Wow. So almost like mess with them psychologically. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm coming. Well, I mean, I guess that also kind of fit, you know, fits the mummy (laughs) motif to becoming an in uh in full white in full Um, white yeah so it looks pretty good it looks really serious it looks sort of like it's the most it seems to be the most serious one of the disney plus series sort of like bridging the gap between what the what like daredevil was versus what disney plus wants it to be sort of like a pg-12 if you will well i mean this one was bordering on like psychological horror it was i mean it it had those elements to it because i mean i remember when i first saw um, oh, what's her first name? It's the Jones. It's not Natalie Jones. Um, the, Jones. the Marvel movie, Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Yeah. I remember being really impressed. Like, wow, look at them going on more of a like psychological suspense. And it, re- right. it was really only that it was never really horror. I mean, his, right. his mind control power was more eerie than it was like straight up scary. Whereas this one, I mean, especially in the trailer where you see that like mummy figure coming at him through the <laughs> elevator. And then you yeah. realize it was just in his mind's eye as the old lady. Uh, I was like, okay, Marvel getting a bit yeah. dark here. I mean, granted, it's called yeah. Moon Knight. <laughs> but it also makes me wonder, like, how much of this series is true Moon Knight versus just setup of the character because nobody knows him hmm. with a complete plan for a season two, which I would be cool with. Um, yeah, I guess like, there's a like lot the of character establishment. Kind of like the reverse of a horror movie. Like, some of the best horror movies are with the villains you never see. So it's sort of flipping that on its head a little bit, having like, what if you never see the hero until the end? Um, well, if they did that, then it was kind of a, <laughs> they, they kind of let the cat out of the bag a bit too soon. They let the mummy out of the sarcophagus a bit too soon, considering you get that nice big shot in the trailer. But, but yeah, but you can, but everybody can like, you can Google what Moon Knight looks like and you basically see, like mm-hmm. that's basically exactly what it looks like in the comics. Um, well, 
I will say I was also very impressed with Oscar, Oscar Isaac's performance. Yes. Because I have not seen him in a role where he looked so disheveled. You know, like, you know, he, he plays kind of an action hero most of the time. So, you know, I've seen him bloodied up. But this one, yeah. like, for him to have to play that almost schizophrenic <clears throat> side... Right. I, I was impressed just from the impressed. trailer he, he alone. He good. He good. And for people who don't know who he is, he's what's his dude from Star Wars. The Oh, Poe Dameron. He's Poe. He also plays Apocalypse in the new X-Men series that came out. Oh, does he? Yeah, that horrible, the horrible one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that you're going to have to forgive my ignorance, because I will say the big gaping hole in my Marvel fandom is X-Men. No, in I fact, love X-Men. Meredith, Meredith was actually uh, watching it on the couch the other day, and she's like, why do you not want to watch X-Men with me? And I'm like, I, I don't know. And I really don't have a good yeah. a- answer for why I never got into X-Men. And I think it was just because I grew up with my friends saying that they were just okay. And I'm like, well, that's a glowing review. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. Let, let me sign up to watch a that okay movie. Solid okay, yeah. So I grew up, so some of the, yes, the movies are generally just okay. There's a few moments and a few exceptions, Logan being the most... Right, and, and by then, um, it was clearly Marvel had their influence in right. it. But I grew up on X-Men comics rather than Avengers comics. Oh, So okay. the MCU is actually what got me into the Avengers piece of it. I mean, I did have, there's parts of oh, that okay. I would follow before, like Thor. Everybody followed the Hulk a little bit because when you're a kid, that's, he's an easy barrier of entry. Um, but X-Men is what I've really more followed than any other comic book. Okay. You know, you mentioned the Hulk. That's another trailer in the MCU that came out was She-Hulk. I mean, it's the teaser. Did you see the the teaser teaser for it? I did. And I was like, eh, I mean, I really don't care about that character in general. So that's hard for me to like, like, it's just a feel good. It's like the female version of the Hulk, but she's a, I think she's a lawyer and she's Banner's cousin, I believe. Oh, I didn't know there was any relation. (laughs) Yeah. But there's not, I'm not like sweet. Like just like Miss Marvel. I'm not like, eh, like that. Well, for me, I'm excited because from my friends that do know a little bit more about her and uh, Andrew actually filled me in about about this mm-hmm. is she has kind of a Deadpool element where she breaks fourth wall a lot. And yeah. I always just like that that uh, trait in a character uh, when a movie can have fun and be self-aware. I always enjoy listening to it. I so, agree, but I don't know if she's the right character to do it. Like if you still have mm-hmm. Deadpool in your roster and people that, and Ryan Reynolds is willing to continue it. Like if you want someone to break a fourth wall, you'd rather go and cause you don't want to do it too much. Right. You know, right. Now you don't have all these characters that break the fourth wall and then it just comes like flat. Then it's no longer special. <laughs> right. It's just this thing that you do that is mm-hmm. no longer fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of things that aren't Marvel, Another trailer that we need to discuss is The Batman. I'm so excited about With Robert Pattinson really breaking the mold for me. I I, I yeah. mean, he is really pulling off the the emo Batman in the trailer look. Yeah. Um and I mean, this one looks like it is going to be gruesome. I yes. mean, gritty and feels very much so, especially with a couple of action sequences that we saw, like it's going to be Arkham Knight levels of like of nuts, of nuts, yeah. Messing some bad guys up. It is. It's going to be <laughs> super violent. I mean, it's. it seems like it's hard R. Um, Have they come out with a rating? I don't know. I don't know if it came out R. Actually, I think they I think did. they just recently, 
No, actually, no. I think they just released the rating, and I think it's only PG thirteen. Really, I, I need I'm to actually, confirm that. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm I'm actually very confident about that because I remember reading the article, <laughs> and I remember going into it thinking, "Oh, this is going to be R, no problem." But then be like, "Oh, shocking! It's only PG thirteen. So, which I uh, actually would be more excited about the film if it is PG thirteen, and this is why. A lot of times when films, when you see trailers like th- the way the Batman is, when it's super violent and super dark. And you see that it's R, a lot of times they lean on the gore and the mm. language and all those things and neglect story. Yeah. Right. So it is, uh, according to IMDb, it is rated PG-13 for strong <laughs> violence, disturbing content, drug use, strong language, and some suggestive material. <laughs> I mean, it's got Catwoman in it, so... There's your walking suggestive material right there. Yeah. And like Colin Farrell as Penguin, like you never know. Unrecognizable. Completely unrecognizable. I mean, if that doesn't at least get an Oscar nod for makeup, (laughs) I mean, I was like, how how is that the same man? Yeah. Um, I'm also really excited the direction they're going with the Riddler because- Yes. Paul Dano, is that how you pronounce his last name? uh, Your guess is as good as mine on that one. It's D-A- and O, so I don't know if the no. It's or, a question mark for me. <laughs> wow. Really um, this. I I think you know, a lot of people have the the early nineteen nineties Batman, you know, close to their heart because they grew up with it. But I think a lot of injustice was done to the Riddler as a character. Because I think this yeah. is closer yeah. to what it should be. Like I mean, he's in control. Of, yeah, it's kind of a nod to hush as well. Hmm. And but the first time I saw Paul now acting is in a movie called Little Miss Sunshine. Wait, the indie film? Yeah. <laughs> really? Wait, wait, and what character does he play in that? He plays the the kid who does like the vow of silence. Because he wants, wants to, to join the a, Air Force and then and realizes then, he's uh, colorblind? Yeah. That's yeah. him? Yes. Oh! <laughs> so I, that, that that is the first film I saw him in and I... Loved him in that film, and that movie is great. If you haven't seen it, it's called Little Especially Miss Sunshine. Especially the reveal, like, he's taken the vow of silence for his whole life, and then he finds out he's colorblind, colorblind, and his first word in, like, a decade is he just runs out of the van and then just yells the F word at the um, top yeah, of his it's, lungs. It's, it's a pretty great scene. Um, which, you know, I'm not normally one for language, but... But if you're going to use it, you, he did it right. Had you taken a vow of silence and had your life goal going up to this one point, and then after an exorbitant amount of time, find out that a like a nuance would disqualify you? Yeah. I'm not saying it was justified, but I could say it, at least it was qualified. Yeah, no one's going to yell at you for that. No I, matter how old like, you are. Eh, okay, I, I can see that. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that really impressed me in the trailer was the cinematography. So I loved the like silhouette shots against the sunset sky. (laughs) I loved the like just top down angles. I'm really excited for the cinematography in this. They have great music as well. Mm Nighted Kids, the remake of some Nirvana stuff. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. I really do not want to be let down. I also believe that it's the direction DC should go. Not dark and gritty, but no more DCEU and a bunch of just one-off trilogies. Like just do a single character really well. Yep. And And they treat it more like an anthology. Right. And so far, they've only been able to do that well with Batman. Um, But I'd love to see them do it well 
with other characters because Batman isn't the only good character in DC. <laughs> in DC. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to just be like a spinoff of, well, let's do a Nightwing. Let's do this one. I, I don't want it to just be the Bat family and the and this Rose Gallery. I, like they have lots of other good characters. There's a lot of other... There's a lot of other fantastic characters in the DC right. universe. Hey, speaking of fantastic, did fantastic. you see the new trailer for the new Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore? I have, but I watched it a while ago. And I remember being like, this is really cool and really weird because I kept having to remind myself that Johnny Depp isn't the villain anymore. See, that's the he big got recast. thing. Well, I mean, he, he kind of got, got pushed out. He got Avada Kedavra out of the, the Harry did. Potter universe. Um, by, and for right or wrong, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, they, they can't change it now because they've obviously filmed with the new guy. And I, I think he'll, I think, uh, I'm blanking Was on his Mad name. something? Oh, Mads Madison? Yes. Yeah. So, or it is, is it his brother? I mean, both of them play both really good villains. <laughs> well, the other one what, does the voice for Thrawn. Yeah, for Thrawn. Yep, yep. Um, and... Hmm. He also did the villain in the BBC Sherlock Holmes season three. I forget yes. his villain name, but he lived in Appledore, which I'm like, hey, Appledore, Dumbledore. Apple you must door. just. Um, but uh, anyway, as far as the trailer goes, I'm excited because I'm a Potter file. I continue <laughs> to wholeheartedly say that this is a terrible general audience movie series sure. because I feel like it is so steeped in wizarding world lore that unless you've read the books you're going to be so lost and like wait why do i care about this character being part of this family and doing this thing i i I don't know i think it's going to be an uphill battle and especially with the pr nightmare that they've had between jk rowling just Putting her stake in the ground and <laughs> and yeah, so Twitter much so that they didn't a, even put, a field day and then and then Johnny they didn't even invite her to the to the reunion. HBO reunion the reunion yeah how would you like not to be invited to the series you created right <laughs> it'd be but, like your kids yeah. not inviting you as the parent to the family reunion yeah uh, like you don't want to be here if I didn't create is, you the best thing is I still have to give her a kickback. Oh yeah, she's still getting royalties. She's getting that. royalties from. She's it still, still richer than Queen Elizabeth, so. She's laughing all the way. She's laughing all the way to Gringotts. She is. So she, she is the first person to become a billionaire and lose her billionaire status due to charitable giving. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, fun fact. But, I mean, about it makes JK sense cuz I mean, I I you know, I think another reason not just the Harry Potter story, which can stand on its own merits. But I think the reason as well, the story spread like wildfire, like it did is everyone loves the underdog story. So like single mom Mm -hmm. writing what she can on napkins in a coffee shop. I mean, even if you weren't a Harry Potter fan, you could still appreciate Appreciate that writer spirit of like, I am a storyteller. I have to tell it. Even if I'm writing on borrowed napkins from a coffee shop. So, well, and, and then imagine, so let's just pretend for a second, a world without Harry Potter. Think of what it did for just kids reading in that age at that time. Oh, I mean, I remember when you could get scholastic points for reading Harry Potter. I mean, it, it was a big thing. And, And honestly, it wasn't until the hunger games that I remember a specific book series having that much draw in the, the general, the general eye. Right. Um, and, and granted, I've also been out of that world. So I'm sure someone would be like, oh, you know, Percy Jackson and, and 
all of that also was great book series. I mean, the sure series was, of unfortunate but. events, but I, I just don't remember there being the same mania. Like people are staying up to midnight to get the book at books a million Total levels craziness. of craziness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people like understanding that it was a book first before it was a movie. Yeah, because now like the, I do think a lot of people tons go of books that were books first before they were, but people have no idea um, that they were. No, books I think first. it's so true because I can name three off the top. I had Wheel of Time on Amazon, at which I've not watched it yet. I've heard mixed reviews. Um, I mean, that started as a book series. The Witcher. That's a hard thing. Too. People don't re- even realize don't... The Witcher started out as a book series. Yeah. They thought like, oh, this is from the video game. <laughs> Which yeah. came from the book from series. Book. Yeah. People don't realize Game of Thrones all the time came from a book series. Came from book series, yeah. The Expanse. I was just talking about, I, I finally finished The Expanse tonight, and man, did I have never seen a more rushed ending. I'm pretty sure it <laughs> felt like in the final episode alone, they must have fit like three books worth of content, because it just <laughs> was, it felt like the opening sequence to Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that when they rush stuff um, like that. But but <clears throat> I, can, it, it, I also understand the meta of what's <clears throat> happening, because- Amazon didn't have rights to the further books, so they like so they, they had, had a hard wall. Like yeah, so they it. had to rush it, right? They had, had to push um, it, yeah. So, I also don't like watching like I don't have time for when people tell me, friends tell me, like, yeah, it's okay. I don't got time for that. Yeah, I don't like, got time as a dad for, for stuff that's okay. As a dad, you're like, unless it's an eight out of ten or above, why would I why would I dedicate time to that? I, mean, I say that, but I'm gonna watch time. I say that, but I'm gonna watch Book of Boba tomorrow and I know it's probably gonna be bad. Because but but it's because it could be a 10, Kevin. It could be a, a 10. I, I'm, be. I'm holding out for okay. Boba. I'm a Boba believer, man. I know you are. I know you know but, I never have been. But that, <laughs> and I, I never mean to harbor on them too much. But I mean, come on, guys. I know you can do better than that because you have done better than that. Yeah. Well, and, I think, and I think that's part of my issue with it as well. I'm, maybe I'm holding them to too high of a standard. I don't know. Well, to go back to Fantastic Beasts, I think Jude Law <laughs> as young Dumbledore continues to be an inspired choice. And yeah. I... I again as a Potter file, I'm excited to see where the series goes, and and if it gets finished at this point, because given that this movie went through COVID, went through it's the third one the, though, the right? It is supposed to be the last one, is it not? No, they're supposed to do five. This is oh, supposed I didn't to be a, this is supposed to be a quint quintilogy, a quintuplet, quintuplet. What is the term for a five <laughs> movie series? I don't know, but you know what I want to see? I want to see the Harry Potter version. I guess there's there's an American school, right? Yeah, Elvermorny. Yep. I would love to see a series, like not necessarily a movie series, but a some sort of it could be like a t- whatever a TV series means nowadays, streaming series of <laughs> right. of that as well. Because mm-hmm. um, I think that I think that can yeah, be fun. What, what streaming does Warner Brothers have interest in? Is there a Warner Brothers Plus? Have they tried to get into that market? I don't know, but I do know Warner Brothers owns DC and all of DC and that content's all on HBO. Yeah, well, I was going to say HBO right now is right in the Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts Express because they've got all the HP content but, but, on there. But not only there, like <gasps> you can HPO. get on Peacock. <gasps> you, you can get on Peacock as well. Like you can watch the whole thing on Peacock as well. All I know is I jumped on that eight film Blu-ray for Black Friday for like 15 bucks. I was like, nice. oh, purchase. Done. Accio Done. this. Um, so, and uh, I would I would like to see an animated series of Harry Potter that actually follows the books. I think an like animated exact, oh, exactly please, like you please. could almost do a book like however many eight book series, seven book series, and have you could almost have each chapter be an episode. 
Whew. That, that, I don't know if each chapter, it, it, maybe you could do each, uh, each semester. Like you, you cover, you cover the fall semester of year one. It depends on how long you spring. want it to be. Like you could though, like you could. Have you seen any of the dragon prints on Netflix? I have not seen the dragon prints. On okay. Netflix. Well, if anyone, should if I? anyone should listening, it, it's excellent. Okay. I, I'll say the first season, like the first half of season one is a bit slow because it's world building. But yeah, after but that, that, it is amazing. And okay. it, it had a very unique animation style because, and I know, I, I know somewhere Andrew is going to pull his hair out because I'm not saying this right, but they <laughs> animated it like 15 frames per second. Okay. So like, it felt like it was a bit jittery. Um, or, or maybe it was something like they, they did it at okay, I see it. like 30 frames per second. So like season one, it just, there's something off about it. Like you're watching it and you're like, see, why I does this it. feel wrong? And then they, they, they lessened that in season two and three. But I think that animation style would be perfect for an animated Harry Potter. It's sort of like, if you haven't seen it, I'll try to explain it. I'm watching it for the first time. It is sort of like an Americanized anime. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. and like so. and like Zach said, it looks like again, nerd. If you're going at 24 frames a second, it looks like like 20. I don't want, I don't want to say a full frame skip, but it's like yeah, like a frame in a, like. Point See, again, Andrew is going to crucify me for this, but it's yeah, like fine. it's like it's animated on the nines. I yeah, want to say it, I've heard him say that. I, I know I'm swinging above my pay grade here, but it's like they animate on the nines. And it's weird just watching like the trailer or whatever that is on the Heaven Idea. Andrew's going to send me such hate mail. He's going to be like, good. how that's dare fine. you talk about animation, yeah. you noob. <laughs> and some of it's very clean and looks very smooth. Um, yeah, well, season even, two and you, three, season two okay. and three, they, they change it up and it's a lot more smooth. Um, okay, because I'm probably just watching the, it as giant mix because in some scenes, like... They're panning across some epic place. And sometimes it's completely smooth, as you would expect with a pan. Mm-hmm. And other times it's like, oh, it's, like it's, buffer, it's like it's buffering. Yeah, yeah. No, the first yeah. time the first time I watched it, I was watching it down. Um, I, I live out in the sticks and I thought it was my Internet because yeah, I'm like sure. beaming Internet from one location to another. I mean, I, I've got a pretty technologically <laughs> haphazard Internet system that works at my current place and uh i I thought it was my my internet speed only to come find out like nope that is the style but anyway reason i bring up dragon prince great show in and of itself and i think probably one of the better netflix original things that they've come out not to mention one of my favorite netflix original openings because there's this little like reptile toad creature in the in, in the series and okay the way you know how the the classic Netflix like bum bum, yeah. The way they open up the show is that little like reptile like bulldog toad goes bum bum. That's how it okay. opens. So it's kind of my favorite part of the show. Uh, I think that animation style would really lend itself to an yeah. animated Harry Potter. So I and that would has get in three line seasons, um, and there are nine episode seasons. If people are curious, yeah, and that I mean it, ratings it, on IMDb, it, and it's not it's not finished either. Like uh, I mean. I, I would say percentage wise, and and I don't think this is based off of any books. I think they're they're creating this lore as they go. It's interesting um, too because they did take a break because the first, according to IMDb again, the uh, first season came out in 2018, and mm-hmm. so I don't know if like they're they're about to release a fourth or they just released the third. I I don't know. Well, that I'm sure COVID series. has a lot to do with animation studios being backlogged at the moment. Sure. Um, 
And you know, Netflix see, just raised prices, so obviously they're feeling the burn of eighteen, oh. nineteen. Tw- yeah, so they haven't. Really, I don't know when they released. So it looks like it's probably every fifteen-ish months. Yeah, if math is. Well, and I'm like, listen, don't rush it. You got a good thing going because, especially yeah. where they end off season three, like I continue to be excited where they're taking the lore. And, and I'll say, based off of how the story feels, this is probably going to be a six-season story. Okay. Um, just, just based off of kind of like you know patterns you notice in anime and where it when feels did you, when like did the story you, is. How did you get introduced that, to that series, and how quickly did it take you to catch up? So to I speak? think I think Andrew was the one who told me that if I liked because he got me into watching Avatar: The Last Airbender, okay. the Nickelodeon which I still have, which series. I still haven't watched. Really, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm torn whether you would like it or not. Um, cause like, it's a good story, but it definitely has more of the anime cheese. Like it's, yeah, but I, like, I, I like, so I grew up on old anime cheese. Like the first anime I, I watched was Fist of the North Star. If you never even heard of it. So yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, 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 I, but you, I grew up on like with, original um, Dragon Ball, Dragon, like original Dragon Ball when Goku was a kid and he saw oh, his Oh, okay. Well, if you like Dragon Ball, <laughs> then I, then I think you would like, uh, Avatar Last Airbender. Okay. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> maybe one day I'll give he it a got whirl. me into that and I really enjoyed it. I blew through legend of Korra and then he was like, well, if you like this series, kind of the, the thought partners behind it just released dragon prince okay. and Andrew was into it because of the, the new animation style and he likes to yeah. follow that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check it out. Like, like I, I would actually recommend watching it first. You have to watch arcane. You okay. got to finish that first. Arcane. Because Arcane is the best video game adaptation ever in the history of What's the animation cinema. style? Is that, is that? Okay, Arcane is, is, I don't know how to classify it other than I'm look, I'm trying to if look you have right now. ever played the Borderland games. And I think I've already talked about this. I feel like it's a slightly elevated style from Borderlands because it's definitely 3D, but it feels like yeah. the texturing is 2D. So you'll feel like like it's definitely a 3D object, but then a texture will have like a painted, almost oil canvas quality to it. Yeah. Extremely well done. And it's not just that it's animated well, it's edited well. Because they do action sequences in a a way that I've not seen in a show of its type. Because they'll take like a rap punk music and edit an action sequence to it and it doesn't feel out of place like something that bugs okay. me um like the only movie that i feel really pulled it off well was a knight's tale okay um which i know people are mixed on that movie and a lot of people are going to be triggered I just like by that me movie. mentioning I like that it movie. i love that movie but i know a lot of people that feel very differently about it because for them the anachronism of having like modern day rock juxtaposed with medieval really bothers people Okay. You know, they, they either want it to be a folksy song or like, like go in. full on orchestral. But what gets me about the show is even though it, it's steampunk, uh, like 1800s uh, steampunk kind of style, they use modern day like rap music and it nice. works. Yeah. So looking at it now, so I grew up in the 90s and there was this show called Liquid Television. Hmm. where a lot of like crazy things got their start from. Um, but in that, there's a show called Aeon Flux. Oh, yeah. No, I'm familiar with that. It reminds me very huh. much of like a modern day. Well, like if Aeon Flux was done 
with mo- with more modern with more modern animation spin. technology. Mm-hmm. Huh, okay. It reminds no, me of I that style. That. I can see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the best thing that came out of that um, liquid television, but it was the top in the top three for sure. Well, listen, everything from the score to the animation to the character development, like that's what blew me away is a lot of times you'll, when you have a video game adaptation, the trap that writers fall into is they just try to get you as quickly to, oh, the character is about to do the thing, the thing that, right. that we all know and love them for. I mean, that, that was the main sin of the live action Mortal Kombat movie that came out on HBO is that, all right, they really just tried, they, they wanted us to hear, come here, you know, right. oh, get over here. And then they kind of was what it's supposed was what it was supposed to be. But but yet no one is going to remember that movie for its storytelling. You're going to remember it because you're like, oh, I got to see a live action um, Sub Zero because that's exactly what it needed to be. Some people, right? That's exactly what it needed to be. It needs to be five minutes, ten minutes of story, and then a ten minute fight scene, and then ten minutes of story and ten minutes of fights. But what Arcane did so well is I feel like it took something that very easily could have done that because all of these are League of Legend characters that have their, you know, amazing ability that you can, you know, sure. I, I, I don't know what it's called in League of Legends, but I mean, it's their like Super Saiyan ability. So, you know, you, when you see that character, you're like, oh, I can't wait for them to do the thing. The thing. Right. But it doesn't happen until way later in the season and they actually write a compelling backstory for every single one of them. How like many I've never been more impressed that, I felt like everyone's motivation was both compelling and all their decisions aligned with it. So one thing that bugs me there? is, oh, oh, there's there's quite the menagerie. I mean, like of it's, main characters. Okay, I'd say main characters. You're probably looking at like five, okay. but there's way more when you start looking at supporting characters okay. and kind of the brilliance of choosing the League of Legends universe is they are never going to run out of cast of characters. Sure. Um, now, granted, you know, they need to make sure that uh, their lore all fits up. Um, so it's not like they have carte blanche with some characters. But, I mean, they deviated some in this season. I'm sure they will in season two. Yeah. But anyway, I cannot recommend it enough. I need to get off this soapbox because uh, <laughs> you'll get me started. We need, I, I could do a whole episode on just my thoughts on our no, game. No, it looks good. Like, so there, there's nine episodes so far. Um, yeah, there's only that, one and, season, and they, and that they have season one. They, and season have, two is on the books, but it's yep, not supposed to come out until 2023. Yep, they have a teaser for it out already, and uh, so I have time. I'm I have time to catch up. And you know, even if you don't watch Arcane, the the studio behind it is a French studio, and the reason they even okay. got this gig is they did a lot of the cinematics for the characters in League of Legends. And it was because of their collaboration and And just how Mm -hmm. amazing they were with telling a story in such a short amount of time. Cause these character cinematics are only a couple minutes long is they're like, Hey, if we gave you some budget, do you think you could tell a, a, you know, series level story? And I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Um, It looks really, the visuals look really cool. Like, and, and that's what I'm based off the two we just talked about. That's what I feel the Star Wars animated series are lacking. <laughs> Compelling visuals. Compelling visuals. Uh, I mean, I, I will agree agree with you, except with season seven of Clone Wars. They, I don't yeah, know if they got to, a different but cinematographer. To to season, but I have to get to season seven. Man. But here's the thing, Kevin, is I think you can, you can jump into the first episode of season seven and it not matter any backstory. Because okay. enough of season seven overlaps with... <laughs> Star Wars movie events that you'll be able to track what's happening. Okay, maybe, maybe. Like, really, maybe. the only context you would need is what just happened to Ahsoka. 
And, yeah, yeah. and even then, if you're not that bought into the character, which if you are a Star Wars cartoon fan and you don't love Ahsoka, I mean, I, I think she is, with the exception of Princess Leia, the most compelling female character in all of Star Wars. Do you know Hayden Christensen? And I say that over and above Mara Jade. Fight that, me. That Hayden Christensen is signed to play and appear in the Ahsoka series? And I'm like, it's got to be a flashback, which I'm all for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, it's got to be a flashback or a force ghost. But to me, or that is raises it when, more or questions. Depending on when it is, like, is he hunting him down at that point? No, he's long dead. Like the Ahsoka series. Dead? Yeah, the Ahsoka series. Jeez. I mean, if, if it's lined up with Mandalorian, because that's when, you know, she crosses paths with Din Djarin, Right. That happens five years after Return of the Jedi. Oh, so Darth okay. Vader is very much so <laughs> he's, dead. He's well dead. He's well dead. <laughs> he's been burnt to a, a pyre crisp. He, he's he's, well he's dead, extra yeah. dark side <laughs> <laughs> um, at that point. Sure. Yeah. Well, well, well dead. But speaking of compelling visuals, another trailer that we need to discuss is Lightyear. 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 That was amazing. I think that may be some of the best Pixar visuals I have ever seen. Yes. And that's a series, which makes it even more Mm -hmm. compelling. Like it's not going to theaters. Um, Yeah, it makes it gives me lots of questions and lots of things that I wish Pixar would do. Um, Like you only hear one. I think it's only one word, two words spoken and in that whole trailer. Well, well, they, they say they say a lot more than just that. Um, cause I mean, it starts with the countdown and then there's a couple of side characters that are, and I mean, of course yeah, it ends, like, yeah. it ends with the tantalizing, like to infinity and, and, uh, and then know. of course they cut it because they're amazing trailer makers and they know that everyone's going, ah! or everybody else is going to finish it for him. Yeah. All yeah. the type A people leave the room screaming cause they didn't finish it. Like, uh, yeah. When did, so I'm, I'm trying to find out when that can buzz light year, not, not buzz light year of star command. Um, <laughs> just which by the way. I enjoyed Buzz Lightyear Star Command, the animated series that came out like in the early 2000s. I thought it was, I was too, fun. I was too old for that at that okay. point. I mean, it was um, one of those like straight to VHS series that I'm sure flunked, but right. I liked it for what it was at the time. I was also eight, so there's right. that. I was not eight <laughs> then. Um, yeah, but, so I, I, this is actually coming out sooner than I thought it was. Is it coming out in June? Really? This yeah, year? Expect, oh, awesome. expected release date is June 17th. Um, well, I this needs to be said, and Disney, I hope you're listening. Your animated series on Disney Plus need to get their butt in gear because Monsters at Work was not good. No. Like, I, I gave it a chance because I love Monsters, Inc. It's one of my favorite Pixar's. And, uh, yeah. you know, Monsters University, I, I wish it had explored different territory than it did, but I enjoyed it. Um, that, Monsters it at felt Work like was not funny. Yeah. It, was like, not, it, fe- it felt like, oh, we got John and Billy to come back. I didn't think we were going to do that. And did um, they? We need, to, we need to write something. And they didn't really. They didn't and it really. almost didn't sound like John Goodman was back for every episode. Like there it was wasn't, times where like it was episode. Billy Crystal, but I was like, did they get like a voice replacement for John Goodman? Because sometimes, yeah. sometimes it just didn't seem right. Now, granted, he's also older, so it could just be his voice is different. Um, yeah. Because I remember when they brought James Earl Jones back to do Darth Vader in uh, Rogue One, it didn't it sound quite, quite right. But I'm like, yeah, quite. but he's also like forty it's years 40 older. Forty years older, right. <laughs> so it makes sense. Um, and you know, so it makes sense that Sully doesn't sound like a spring chicken, but. <laughs> Right. In the story, it's the it's immediately after 
So mm-hmm. it should sound like it did. It should sound like it did. I would, I would really like, so along the same vein of Lightyear, I would love to see them do, and it's what I thought I would, they were going to do when they, um, this is coming off of Toy Story 4, because Disney Plus just was still this new thing. I don't even know if it was fully out yet. Um, to do a, the way it ended, spoiler alert, so Woody <laughs> and Bo go off, and they're basically traveling with the carnival. Yep. I see that perfectly set up. For, for a, a Disney, series. For a Disney Plus series. Yeah, because they're and, rescuing toys, so every episode could be like the heist or the, the rescue. The or whatever it is, right. And then I really thought they were going to just like continue this cash cow that is Toy Story and basically go on ad- indefinitely, but just rotate out toys. The cast. The, hmm. Well, yeah, just rotate uh, toys, essentially. Yeah, like, oh, Buzz is gone. Um well, did, did you ever watch, and I mean, again, this is why I'm like, Disney, you got to get your animated series good. Did you right. see the questions with Forky miniseries that came out? I saw some of it. Like, it, It's very much in line with um, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> like it's the kid's version of that. No, I, no, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I've got a question. I mean, like there was a couple of like chuckle moments in them. Right. But they, they all felt like DVD Easter eggs. It sure. felt like a series of DVD Easter eggs. I mean, I, I remember back in the day, it was fun to go exploring on the DVD. Cause like, if you went to the sub chapter menu and pressed left up, you could like hit the icon in the upper corner and then it would play a little video. I right. mean, they, they actually had that in star Wars episode two DVD where you could actually unlock this video of Yoda break dancing with clone troopers outside of sure. the Jedi temple. It's on YouTube now, but um, yeah, I miss the days of DVD Easter eggs, but that's yeah. all that questions with Forky felt like, is it felt like right. these should have been DVD Easter eggs on toy story four. Yeah. And maybe they, they are. Yeah. <laughs> and they've done a great job Disney with their, Marvel content and their and their Star Wars content in terms of oh yeah their live would, action uh, series have done have really well have been great um, but I would really love to see like Pixar take on a Star Wars series Pixar hmm. take on a Marvel series Pixar or even hmm. just do something new um, just let them go nuts with it but not like what they have been doing there's a, there's a lot of Pixar that has lost itself. Um, Luke is a great example of that. Good dinosaurs are great. Like they've oh lost a, a, that. That was just director. <laughs> they lost Armageddon. a lot of like the magic that started it. Um, and I think there's ways to like still capture a lot of that. Well, yeah, I, but I, but I think it's series based because mm-hmm. the movies for Pixar, like even then the new one isn't even going to get released to theaters anymore. Oh, that's right. Turning red. That's another mm-hmm. trailer we can talk about. I, I feel like somewhere, <laughs> They have a list of countries and they're just slowly checking them off the board because I feel like that's the only inspiration for all of the new Pixar is they're, they're going, all right, what's a people group we need to do a film about? And then right. they're like, okay, create a story around that. Um, so, I mean, this one is taking place in Japan and it's very thinly veiled metaphor for starting your period. And I'm going, huh? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and this got greenlit? <laughs> yeah, the, the write-up on IMDb is a 13-year-old girl named Mia Lee turns into a giant red panda whenever she gets too excited. And, and granted, I love red pandas. Yeah. I think I like, red pandas like are the, awesome. The visuals as a whole look great. It's, it's like a step above the Dr. Seuss animated content. 
Um, yeah, see, when I first saw the character design, it reminded me of Illumination. The Illumination. It, it, look, it feels very Lorax-y. It feels very mm-hmm. the Grinchy, um, but not at the same time. Yeah, if that I, makes sense. Like, and, like and the, is like it the Japan characters, or is it Korea? Uh, I don't know. I am such an awful person for asking. I don't that. know. I feel like no, you're not. <laughs> I feel like though with the red. It just panda, shows that you want. It just shows that you want to get it right. Like, I want to get it right, but um, I, I know I know friends that'll be like, "How dare you? How dare you?" Yeah. While we're bringing this up, actually, I saw. I love infographs. Like yeah, half of my really day is spent looking at infographs. I saw one today that had a picture of planet Earth, and it had different colors, okay. and it showed Europe. The next color was countries colonized by Europe. Then the next color was countries under European control at some point. Then the next color was countries that were under partial European control at one point. And interestingly enough, well, interestingly enough, it was the entire globe except, and I had never thought about this before, both Koreas, (laughs) Japan, um, Oh, it's the country below Thailand, uh, not Cambodia, Bangladesh. And then I think it was like Liberia off the coast of Africa. And those were the only ones that at some point have not been colonized, were not under control or partial control of European empires. That's interesting. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, the the biggest ones that stood out were Korea and Japan. And I'm like, I never thought of that. Now that doesn't mean they weren't under foreign influence. Because, uh, I mean, Chinese empire and stuff expanded and blah, blah, blah. blah but, it, you yeah. know, European specific. I'm like, huh, I never thought about that before. So right, Joe, getting back, getting back yeah, to random Pixar series. Yeah, now they're off of imperialistic <laughs> <laughs> Europe. Man, this is good. We need to call this the canceled episode. I'm pretty sure yeah. I have said many, many things. Uh, you could episode. be worse. Like, that uh, be it could be worse. So Pixar does have a series that they're in development for called Win or Lose. And I'm kind of excited about that. I'm interested. I've not I even I'm heard excited. about this. What's it about? So, I got to look this up. Win or lose? Win or lose. It comes out in 2023. So it falls a middle school softball team the week of leading up to their championship game. And each episode is from the perspective of a different character. So it's the oh, same story okay. over and over and over and over again. Okay. So which it's is like kind vantage of cool. point. Yeah. Which is kind of cool if it's done really well. Um, but if it's not really well, it's just looks like you had one story and didn't know how to tell it. <laughs> you had one story and didn't know how to tell it seven different ways. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I still like the idea. You've brought this up in other episodes, like have a, have a series where each episode or each scene is directed by a different director. Was that your f- idea or so, kind of, I don't know. It was my idea. So but one of my favorite movies of all times is this movie called four rooms. Oh, that's right. And that's what they did, right? Is like and so essentially scene. what they did. It's about his bellhop, um, played by Tim Roth, and he's like left in this hotel by himself to take care of all of the clients on New Year's Eve, and he visits four different rooms, and each room is directed by a different director, and it has okay lots of like random people in it. And um, Quentin Tarantino directs the last room. Huh. <laughs> I'm sure it was bloody and had classical music. Um, uh, it wasn't that bloody. Really? Okay. Yeah, so there's only like four characters in that one total. Maybe, no, no there's five. Um, and it's Okay, uh, so we couldn't afford bat. to have a blood <laughs> Well, he's one of the characters. He's one of the characters. So in that in that room, they call the bellhop up for a bet because um, the guy wants to light his Bic lighter 10 times in a row. And if he does, then Quentin Tarantino is going to give this guy his fancy car. And if not, then Quentin Tarantino gets to cut his pinky off 
Wow. So the whole thing is them going back and forth. Like, I don't think push comes to shove. I don't think I'm going to be able to do it. So we're hiring you to cut off this guy's pinky if it doesn't work. And they give all this money. And so this whole 30 minute scenario of them trying to talk him into it. And then it climaxes with him not even being able to light it once. The dude chopping down this dude's pinky off, grabbing his money and walking out the door. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a, the, yeah. The, the, the first room is the worst room. And then it gets each room is better after that. So there was some room for improvement. <laughs> there was three rooms for improvement. <laughs> well, one last trailer I want to touch upon that uh, I, I, I'm currently mixed on is the Uncharted trailer. Uncharted. Have you seen that one with Tom Holland? I have seen that one. I've never played an Uncharted game before. Okay, well, the, the interesting thing and what I would say differentiates the Uncharted games is all of their cutscenes feel like movie cinematic sequences. Sure. And the idea is like the game is continuous and that it's a, most of the time the camera's not cutting. It's like you are living, you are playing in playing the, the cinematic. Sure. Yeah. And oh, they were going to make this Star Wars game called 1313 that <laughs> was going to be made in the same style and you were going to go down to level 1313 on Coruscant. They kind of threw us a bone with mentioning it in the animated series. But, uh, you know, that oh, I know this had nothing to do with Uncharted, but I just need this catharsis. There was all <laughs> this hype for this game. They released this amazing previs where basically mm -hmm. it's this giant, imagine this giant hole in Coruscant that all these ships are going down because they're just descending to the lower levels of Coruscant. Sure. Like just, just this giant black hole. And the cinematic is like, as you're descending on this ship, the repulsors just explode and so it's basically like free falling and so you as this character are fighting like you're having a gun battle up the ship and then you're having to jump on different debris to try to get to a different ship while you're in free fall while you're it was freaking insane <laughs> and you know it, it was supposed to be kind of lucas arts final hurrah um, before they were absorbed by disney but then unfortunately gotcha. they were absorbed by disney and it was shuttered and Ugh. as if to add insult to injury, after they said, oh, sorry, guys, we're not making the game, they then released all of their concept art and went, by the way, the big surprise was you were going to be playing as young Boba Fett. <laughs> and it, we were like, why would you even tell us that? Yeah. That almost makes it worse. <laughs> Not only did you delay the game, but now you're going to drop that hot bomb. That's that thermal detonator in our lap. That's just yeah. mean. But well, anyway, they knew they, they were going to make the book of Boba and they knew they were going to make Boba Fett a giant wuss. So they couldn't make the game. Because too soon, Kevin. I think he's going to He's got to have his time. He's got to redeem himself so that us, us lifelong book fans can finally tell. See, oh, this is why he's so B.A. No, he's, maybe he's still the, maybe a dude that maybe gets killed by a blind guy with a stick, man. Maybe it's too far gone. I, I, I have hope, Kevin. But anyway, Drake Uncharted, um, I, Mark Wahlberg, and yeah, Mark Tom Mark. Holland. I'm like, okay, it looks yeah. all right. Like it, like I wouldn't. So based on what I've seen, I wouldn't go to the theaters to see it, even <laughs> okay. if I, even if I had free time. But I'd watch it. Well, it looks like it's going to live up to the the game in that it's really just little bits of dialogue scattered amongst giant action scenes. <laughs> yeah, like uh, Mortal Kombat. Like Mortal Kombat. Um, and actually, this came up on Discord. Something that I did really enjoy about the trailer, though, is the very heavy Scottish brogue 
that comes through. <laughs> and uh, I, I had a really good laugh when I saw that in theaters. The yeah, you should not come out with a big boy's wing because you're about to get a proper Scottish welcome. What? And what? I said I would do this. Translated, shouldn't have come out to play with the big boys, little one. That's kind of the Scottish of, of wean, kind of yeah. like, you know, you wean a small child or wee yeah. one because you're about to get a pro- proper Scottish welcome. So not, not quite, not quite Gallic, but that is what a Scot, especially if you're from like Midland, Scotland will sound Great like. Scott. <laughs> yeah. Great Scott. Great Scott. Not quite. But uh, that was my favorite part of the whole trailer. I, I, I'm with you that it had me just interested enough. They're like, yeah, I'll see that when it streams. Yeah. It streams. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back it, to Great Scott. I'm, I'm really close to pulling the trigger on Peacock just to watch the extended episodes. Of Wait, the I thought you did. I thought you well, did it's pull free. the trigger. It's free. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, so it has three levels. Um, I'm, I'm in doing. I'm in this big, super research mode right now because I want to find out like. What's I'm the sort minimum of surveying, level? That it, I'm, well, I'm surveying the family to find out which, what kind of content they want to consume. And then okay. I'm trying to find which is the right streaming services to buy <laughs> to based hit off all of the that. different genres. That but at the like. same time, I don't want to just like, I'll go $5 here for this one, $5 here for that one, and still get ads. Like, I want to find, <laughs> I don't want to have like a ton. Like, I don't, I don't need a massive amount of content. And I don't want my family to have a massive amount of content. I just want them to have, the right content. So I know like, oh, you're turning, you're streaming on this service. I don't care what you watch, watch whatever you but want. But I mean, at $5 a month, Kevin, that might as well just be like your guilty pleasure fund of getting to watch the extended office. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm that person that watched the office. Like, oh, we watched the office. What do you want to watch next? Well, let's watch the office. <laughs> let's start again. <laughs> let's just start again. Uh-huh. Um, so, but for $5, you get it, but it's with ads. For $10, you get it and it's without ads. So I'm like, oh, is it worth like it probably is worth 10 bucks a month. Um, I mean, as often as you would watch it, I mean, you, you just do the math of like if every ad is 30 seconds over right. that many seasons. <laughs> but that's what I'm doing. I'm doing the math over like I'm reaching looking at stuff that I've never even looked at before to find out because to figure that out, because like Margaret and Felicity and Maximilian are really big into Hallmark Mysteries really hardcore hardcore into hallmark mysteries um didn't even know that was a thing meredith does (laughs) meredith knows (laughs) i'm sure um so so i like right now we get it it's so weird because we have the hallmark streaming service but it doesn't give you everything because there's like five hallmark channels which are on youtube tv but i don't want to spend 50 60 bucks anymore for YouTube TV when I also want this content and that. So yeah, so it's this giant Mm. puzzle I'm trying to put together. So if anybody has suggestions on what is the right streaming services to get and why, I'd want to know. I'm curious. And I don't want to be that guy that like like plays the game of, okay, I'm going to get this one this month and then I'll cancel it and do that one and they'll do that one. <laughs> and then when they release this show, reactivate I don't, I don't this time. one. I don't, have, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. <laughs> you don't have to switch the nozzles on and off. You just want to find the one stream that works. I don't want my entertainment to be work. <laughs> you don't want to have to, you don't want to have to read all the, the terms and conditions. Just to enjoy like, TV. Who reads that stuff anyways, to be real. Biggest I just lie don't want to in ha- the world. I have yeah. read the terms and conditions. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to be able to like let my entertainment be entertainment, um, and I don't want to have to keep jumping ship every time. Like, oh, 
Well, because I know people that do that. They're like, okay, I'm going to watch this series, then I'll cancel it, and I'll jump on this one, then I'll cancel it. I'm like, dude, ain't nobody got time for that. I mean, I know a buddy who has like 100 million email addresses now because he just signs up for a new free trial every 30 days. Oh. <laughs> Oof. Well, one thing, uh, one thing that I would suggest you subscribe to, Kevin, is this show. Word. So whatever podcast streaming platform you are on, please subscribe to the show. We're going to start releasing these every Monday and we're going to be giving bonus episodes midweek, which will come from our after show with our true believer patrons and our other patron crowd. We're going to have games further talking about the show. Like on tonight's after show, we're going to have Rob Foster have a DGN first. He is going to host a daggum feud with us we're going to be the participants he's going to be the host that'll be in the after show but hey you gotta subscribe or hey join our patron channel come on help help, help support <laughs> throw a couple bucks our way so kevin can finally have the best of both worlds he can get the ten dollars a month peacock with no ads and youtube tv so i don't know man like youtube tv <laughs> is it's, it's i like it a lot but i'm still trying to figure out like what is the right what is the right mix man like well what, like if i didn't have it what am because really it's like live sports that's what I watch it for. All of these deep fatherly questions and more. Thank you for listening. This has been Daggum Nerd. Oh, you know what? Pun count. You know, I will have to apologize to all of the listeners. I actually forgot to do a pun count in my last episode with Kevin. And I am yeah. sorry. You're welcome, world. I, 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 I'm having an identity crisis. Who am I? Who am I even anymore? Did you um, even count today? Because there wasn't, there wasn't many. I, I have been keeping count. And okay. I'll let you know that in the past episode, uh, it was it was a measly two in the last episode, and in this one, I did manage five. Okay. So, I, I, I'm increasing, but you know. But do, just, do you think you're lacking because me? Andrew's not here, and you're just like, yeah, there's there no more joy fun? in it anymore. There's more fun when there's Andrew's no like, joy. Like, yeah. like you don't mind. Trip's not here to him. call me out every time I, I make one him. and call me some sort of derogatory nerd term. So you know, yeah. what, where's the joy anymore? I mean, I appreciate a good pun. Yeah. Um, Andrew hates a good pun and a bad pun. He just hates puns. I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. Good job, Zach. Let's move on. <laughs> You're like, eh, shut up. The reason go. why it was so awkward before is because he called it out and was like, every time he had to groan, I was like, Ugh. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. But some of them were groan worthy, to be uh, real. But see, as pun masters, we feed off of the groans. But I know. I know hey, that. We appreciate y'all listening. We will catch you later. Daggum nerds. We'll see ya. Game over.